राधा माधव जया कुंज बिहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा श्रीला प्रभु पदा जय जय प्रभु पद प्रभु प्रभुपाद जय जय प्रभुपाद
ಜೀವಂ ವಿಶ್ವಾದ ಪರಮಹಂಸ ಪರಿವ್ರಾಜಗಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಅಷ್ಟೋತ್ತರ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀಮತ್ ಹಿಸ್ ದೇಸ್ ಎ ಸಿ ಭಕ್ತಿವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಮಹರಾಶೀಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಜೀವಂ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪಾದ ಪರಮಹಂಸ ಪರಿವ್ರಾಜಗಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಅಷ್ಟೋತ್ತರ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀಮತ್ ಭಕ್ತಿ ಸಿದ್ಧಾಂತ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ಠಾಕೂರ್ ಮಹರಾಶೀಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಆನಂದ ಕೋಡಿ ವೈಷ್ಣವೃಂದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಪ್ರೇಮ ಸುಖೋ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನೃತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತಗದಾಧರ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಾದಿ ಗೋರ ಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಗ್ರಂಥರಾಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕೀ ಜನಿತಾಯ ಭಗವತೆವಾಯ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ವಿ ಆರ್ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಇಲೆವೆನ್ ಎಂಟೈಟಲ್ ದ ಪರ್ಫೆಕ್ಟ್ ಸೊಸೈಟಿ ಫಾರ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸಸ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ನೈನ್ ಭಜೇತ್ರಿವತತ್ಪರ ಹರಿಯಾತ್ಮನ ಹರೇರ್ಲೋಕೆ ಪತ್ಯಾಶ್ರೀರಿವ ಮೋದತೆ ಯಾಪತಿಂ ಹರಿಭಾವೇನ ಭಜೇತ್ರಿವ ತತ್ಪರ ಹರಿಯಾತ್ಮನ ಹರೇರ್ಲೋಕೆ ಪತ್ಯಾಶ್ರೀರಿವ ಮೋದತೆ ಯಾಪತಿಂ ಹರಿಭಾವೇನ ಭಜೇತ್ರಿವ ತತ್ಪರ ಹರಿಯಾತ್ಮನ ಹರೇರ್ಲೋಕೆ ಪತ್ಯಾಶ್ರೀರಿವ ಮೋದತೆ ಪತಿಂ ಹರಿಭಾವೇನ ಭಜೇತ್ರಿವ ತತ್ಪರ ಹರಿಯಾತ್ಮನ ಹರೇರ್ಲೋಕೆ ಪತ್ಯಾಶ್ರೀರಿವ ಮೋದತೆ ಯಾ 
ಹರಿಯಾತ್ಮನಾಕೆ ಪತ್ಯಾಶ್ರೀರಿವೋದೇಶನ್ ರೆಸ್ಪಾನ್ಸಿಬಿಲಿ ಪ್ಲೀಸ್ ಯಾ any woman who patim her husband hari bhavena mentally accept accepting him as equal to hari the supreme personality of godhead bhajet worships or renders service to shrihi iva exactly like the goddess of fortune tat para being devoted hari atmana completely absorbed in thoughts of hari hare he loke in the spiritual world the vaikuntha planets patya with her husband Shrihi Iva exactly like the goddess of fortune Modate enjoy spiritual eternal life Translation the woman who engages in the service of her husband following strictly in the footsteps of the goddess of fortune surely returns home back to godhead with her devotee husband and lives very happily in the vaikuntha planets purport by his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami shila prabhupada shila prabhupada ki jai the faithfulness of the goddess of fortune is the ideal for a chaste woman the brahma samhita 529 says lakshmi sahasra chatasam brahma sevyamanam in the vaikuntha planets Lord Vishnu is worshipped by many many thousands of goddesses of fortune and in Golaka Vrindavan Lord Krishna is worshipped by many many thousands of gopis of all of whom are goddesses of fortune a woman should serve her husband as faithfully as the goddesses of fortune a man should be an ideal servant of the lord and a woman should be an ideal wife like the goddesses of fortune then both husband and wife will be so faithful and strong that by practicing together they will return home back to godhead without a doubt in this regard sila madhvajarya gives this opinion 
हरिस्थितीणा भर्तरी भावना शिष्या गुरौ निूद्राण भ्रमणादिषु भृत्यामी तथा हरिभाव उदीरत A woman should think of her husband as the supreme lord. Similarly, a disciple should think of the spiritual master as the supreme personality of Godhead. A shudra should think of a brahmana as the supreme personality of Godhead, and a servant should think of his master as the supreme personality of Godhead. In this way, all of them will automatically become devotee of the Lord. In other words, by thinking this way, all of them will become. Krishna conscious Om Jnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale स्वयं रूपकदाम ददाती स्वदातीक वंदेह श्रीगुरो श्रीयुतापतकमल श्रीगुरून वैष्णवांश्रीपागरजात सह गणरघुनाथान्युत तम सजीव साइत सवधूत परजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपादगणलिता श्री विशाखान्युता हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरिप्रिय वाचकलपतरूभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद्रीअद्वैत गीवासादिगौर्भक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे भूतर्महाभिर्यमापुरो विभु निर्मायशेदेयतमूषपुरुष भुंक्ते गुणाषोडशोडशात्मक सोलंकृशिष्ठ भगवान्वचासी मे हरे कृष्णा वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग द डिस्कशन ऑन वर्णाश्रम धर्म टू स्टार्ट विथ वी हर्ड द क्वालिटीज दैट मेक one a human being after obtaining the qualities of a human being one can start following varna and ashram in previous verses we elaborately heard about the duties of different varnas and past couple of verses we were hearing the qualities and duties of a woman specifically in connection to her husband so yesterday it was a very good class mother ji explained very nicely about the duties of a wife and people may have misconception 
that uh, the duties of a wife unto her husband can look very menial and are we really talking about suppression of woman? Indeed, that is not the case. In Vedic culture, woman is highly respected. And that's why a woman is addressed as Mata, Mataji, as mother. It is quite different from other, other cultures because woman is never considered as an object of enjoyment. Madhruvat paradarasu. This is the statement of Chanakya Pandit. Madhruvat. One should treat everyone other than one's own wife as Mata. Madhruvat. Just like one's own mother. Madhruvat paradarasu. Others wives or other women must be treated as mother. This is very important and uh, this is the highest respect that is being given to women. It is mentioned that when it comes to respecting women irrespective of the age group, even if one is not actually a mother, still one, a woman is addressed as Mata, Mataji. The reason is, we see the potential of becoming a woman. We give that highest status. So it is very different from the current society where woman is treated, seen as an object of enjoyment. We can see the advertisements, you know, half-naked bodies of women are shown. So it, this is real exploitation of women. It is not really uh, any freedom for women or is, this is not liberation of women, rather it is outright exploitation of womanhood in general. That is the current society. And when we are so accustomed to the standards of current society and when we open the Vedic literature, we can find ourselves out of place. Why such a thing? Why such a respect is given to woman and in that context when we see the duties of a woman in connection to husband, it can be quite bewildering. It can be seen just acting as a slave. However, that is not the case. In Vedic literature, everything is presented as three main principles. There are three main principles which are used to explain anything. They are Sambandha, Abhideya and Prayojana. So if you want to explain anything, any topic, these three principles have to be there. Otherwise we can't ideally explain anything. First one is Sambandha. Sambandha means the connection. So, yes, the Sambandha we often explain in connection to the Supreme Lord. Even otherwise, if there is no Sambandha, if there is no connection or if there is no relevance for anything to our lives, then we will not use it. Say, for example, if I am in the temple room, I chanted some rounds in the temple room, but I didn't think about this microphone. Because at that point, there is no connection for me to this microphone. But when it is the time of Bhagavatam class, I am very much connected to the microphone. Hmm? Then it comes to the next stage which is Abhideya, how to use it. 
So I know I had to speak into the microphone. If I look somewhere else and speak, the microphone will not capture the sound. So once we have the sambandha, because I know there is a sambandha, I know why I'm speaking, and for that I know why the importance, the significance of this microphone. So that is sambandha. And then that will take to abhideya, the action in connection to the microphone. And then what is the end result? The sound is being amplified, then I don't need to shout. I can speak naturally and all of you will be able to hear and this is connected to our online system so it will go to the YouTube. And if there is no microphone, you may not be able to hear properly nor will it go to online, correct? So, this, the principle of Sambandha Abhidaya Prayojana can be applied anywhere in book distribution. When we speak to someone, we try to establish a connection, isn't it? We explain, who am I? Well, I'm a monk, I'm traveling. Establishing a connection, who are you? And then we tell about the book, right? We explain what, what is in this book, what is the significance of this book for such and such person. So yes, there has to be a sambandha, otherwise we cannot move forward in anything, in any relation. So here, why I'm explaining here is, so far, it was explained the duties and responsibilities of a woman in connection to her husband. And in this particular verse, it is explained the prayojana. What is the use? Why? That is being answered here. And the ultimate result as explained here is going back home, back to Godhead. So when we have that object in place, that is, we want to go back home, back to God, and we want to please Krishna, then everything else will make sense. If you don't know where we are going, then any path can lead. No problem, if you don't know where we are going. But as soon as we know where we are going, then there are defined paths, then there are rights and wrongs. If there, is, if there are no path, if there are no objective, then there is no right or wrong. It's, that is a modern society. Hmm? Postmodernism is all about Everyone is right. Postmodernism, there is nothing like, there is no concept of right and wrong. Postmodernism is completely, everything is right. It is your perspective, it is your vision, it is your thoughts. All good. Okay, in one sense, there is some use of it. If you are presenting Krishna consciousness, yes, this works for you, these are your thoughts, that's fine. But there is no universal acceptance of anything. Currently, as it is mentioned, some of the uh, people in academia, they said, look, now in academia we can present Krishna consciousness, it's not an issue as such. Some of, some of them said, yeah, we can go in Vaishnava attire, not a problem. Because everything is being accepted. But, never say that, this is universal. It is for everyone. It is your view, it is good for you, it is working for you, go for it. So that is the modern perspective, which is of course bogus, because we know clearly that <laughs> there is an objective. The, as soon as one tends to accept that there is something beyond the body and the mind, if we tend to accept, okay, there is something beyond the body and the mind, there is a spirit soul, or if one is looking into that, that direction, then one's material life starts to shake, it can crumble.
in one sense. Because that is the time we accept, okay, there is something beyond this, then we tend to ask, okay, what is beyond and how to attain. So if when we define success based on body and the mind, based on material objective, then this material world may make some sense, but as soon as we step out from that paradigm, then we understand, okay, it doesn't make any, a lot of sense. So that's where the spiritual life starts. And given here uh, quite a uh, strict description about Varnashram Dharma, strict rules and regulations, and that can look completely out of place in the modern society, where even uh, the family units are breaking apart very fast. According to economists in certain part of the world, it is better not to have marriage from an economic perspective. Because if there are just relationships, casual relationships, and if there are single men and women, they tend to spend more money. Anyway, everyone is earning money. And now, if there is a family, then there are set ways of spending money. Right? There are set ways of spending money. There's so much has to go for the lease or for the rental and for grocery, and things are pretty set. However, otherwise, it is completely different. People, are, people tend to spend more money casually, and so the money is flowing into the system very easily and freely. So they said, oh, it is better not to have so much families. And anyway, the family units are breaking apart. So when we stand at this point and we look into these kind of statements, here it is mentioned about the duties of a woman in connection to her husband, it can look what's really going on. Are we going backwards? But no, we know what's going on in this society, what kind of problems we are facing with. If you go to any part, any part of Victoria, and especially if you go to any town, we can see kids who are not being looked after. You go anywhere. We are traveling for book distribution, we can see everywhere. There are boys and girls just roaming, doing all different kinds of nonsense. You don't have to go to the country town, you can go to Melbourne. Many places you can see, even you go to train stations. I, I remember going to Laverton at one point, many years back, distributing some flyers near the train station. You know, a group of boys and girls doing all different kinds of things, including drugs, and such, and the police coming. Just a common affair, can you see? When the family unit is not intact, then what happens to the children? You know, as it is mentioned, Jayante Varna Sankara, that is Arjuna's concern in the first chapter of Bhagavad Gita. So, from when we see all these things, we can understand the value of Vedic principles, how it is going to help a society. And why such corruption exists in the society? Because uh, we are mixed up. Our qualities are very mixed up. We don't have proper qualities in Kali Yuga. We cannot say we are Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, Chandala, mix of everything. We have these kind of qualities. Our karma is giving us these kind of qualities. And so, we don't really fit into any social order completely. We don't really become a completely a Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, or Shudra. When it comes to ashrama, there are corruptions. Because we are carrying those Kali Yuga qualities. 
So can we just blame Kali Yuga? No, it's not anything wrong with Kali Yuga. Rather, Kali Yuga is a facility for souls who want to perform sinful activities. It's a time period. It's a facility that's being provided. You are an outlaw, oh, here is the time. You want to break the principles, here is the time. Because other yugas, it's not possible. So those who have cultivated such kind of desires are given this opportunity. So in other words, we are uh, swimming against the current. It's not an easy swim for all of us. We are trying to practice Krishna consciousness and we are trying to follow the principles. It's not so easy as we might have already realized, right? It's not so easy. And now, if you see here in this particular verse, it is mentioned how a woman should serve her husband and as a result of that, uh, both husband and wife can go back home, back to Godhead. And what kind of service must be provided to the husband? Just like a goddess of fortune. And one has to see one's husband as, uh, as equal to Supreme Personality of Godhead. So such statement could be misunderstood, but we had to see them in context. What is mentioned here? Yapatim Hari Bhavena. Hari Bhavena. Every day we sing a similar statement in Guru Vashtraka. What is that? Sakshat Harituena. So we had to understand this word also very clearly. Harituena. It is never mentioned Harina or Haririva. The, instead of Hari, the word used is Haritva. So there is a difference between Hari and Haritva. Hari means Krishna, the Supreme Lord. And what's the meaning of Haritva? Haritva means the state of being the Supreme Lord. That state. It's not exactly the Supreme Personality of God at Himself, but the state of Hari. Similarly, here also, it is not just mentioned Harina, but rather it is mentioned Hari Bhavena. Instead of Hari, it is mentioned Hari Bhavena. Or considering one's husband as the Supreme Lord. Hmm? Not exactly, one shouldn't say, my husband is the Supreme Lord. That doesn't make a lot of sense. So, or one saying, one's Guru is Krishna. That is wrong. We treat them equal to Krishna. We treat Guru equal to Krishna, not, we don't say Guru is Krishna. That is my philosophy. Similarly, here Madhvacharya also makes a statement. Madhvacharya, he is a strict Dvaitavadi, very strict in terms of his presentation. But he also men mentioned, Haridasmin stita iti srinam bhartari bhavana, srinam bhartari bhavana, seeing as the Lord, but not saying husband is God. One doesn't say that. Similarly, Shishyanamchav Guru Nityam. For the disciple should see Guru as, as equal to the Supreme Lord. Prabhupada explained this so many times that I am the representative of God and you treat me as God, as good as God. Prabhupada often used the word as good as God, but doesn't mean that I am God. If a Guru thinks he is God, that Guru is fallen. If a husband thinks he is God, then he is fallen. Similarly, a Brahmana is treated as good as God by the lower Varnas. Similarly, a master is treated as good as God by the servants. However, 
they must have qualification. What is that qualification? They had to follow their Guru, Sadhu and Shastra. They, ha they themselves have to be a perfect servant. That is the qualification. It's not, it's not the time to think, you know, look, now, uh, husband is thinking, you know, wife should follow everything. No, it is mentioned in the previous verse. If husband is fallen, the wife doesn't have to follow the husband. So there are conditions apply every every situation. Even guru, if guru is fallen, then the disciple doesn't have to follow the guru. Can you see? So that there are two sides are there. It's not just like a, a fanatic statement. If the husband, Pati is Guru, Pati Guru. If Pati acts as Guru, if Pati himself, the husband himself is following Guru Shastra and Sa Guru Sadhu Shastra, he himself is completely fixed in Krishna consciousness, then it is the responsibility of the wife to follow. Of course, in Grihastha Ashram there will, be, there will be problems, there will be arg arguments. However, one has to see the ultimate good. Hmm? One has to see the ultimate good, that is, it is for the benefit of both husband and wife and for children. They have to cooperate at the end and uh, see the focus, the ultimate purpose is to serve Krishna. So this mentality has to be developed. So this mentality has to be the mentality of the entire household. Then there is hope. Otherwise, there will be chaos. As Chanakya Pandit explains, if there is fight in the household, goddess of fortune will leave. All the Aishwarya will go away if there is fight in the household. So one devotee mentioned to me, he's a householder for a very long time, you know, for four or five decades. So he was mentioning, so this is a principle that I follow in my household. He said, it's not, not so easy, but this is a principle that I follow, that avoid quarrel. Of course, there will be disagreements, but not fights. <laughs> and that is very important, otherwise Goddess of Fortune will leave. He was mentioning, look, I just did, I just simply, I was simply doing service to the Lord. I didn't work outside at all, but I have been looked after all the time, including I have a house and I, ha I have enough for my maintenance. He said one of the secrets is never fought. You know, there is no real quarrel. Of course, in household there has to be disagreements. <laughs> but managed the household affairs. So it, 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 there are examples like that. And it's not so easy, but one has to strive for that. Now, here, when we consider household, the mentality of husband and the mentality of wife is very important. We're seeing Krishna as the maintainer. So this is one of the items of surrender. What is the first item of surrender? Any, anyone remembers? What is the first item of surrender? We talk about surrender. Sarva dharman ekam sharanam raja. What is the first item of surrender? Yeah, exactly. Accepting things which are favorable for Krishna consciousness. That is the first item of surrender. Anukulyasya sankalpa. That we had to practice from our neophyte stage of Krishna Consciousness till even if we make progress, even if we become advanced, still there are things which are favorable and which are unfavorable. That's why Anukulyasya Sankalpa, Pradakulyasya Varjanam. Giving up those things which are not important. It is not in the beginning. Beginning it is easier actually, isn't it? Some devotee will tell, are you still eating meat? Don't eat meat. 
<laughs> and we hear lectures, so it's easier. We have nice prasadam, so it's easier to give up that. Then next, meat eating, intoxication, are you still drinking coffee, Prabhu? Have you heard this question? I, I was asked this question, are you still drinking coffee? I said, uh, no, I'm not drinking coffee, still I drink tea. Tea? You're drinking tea? You're already breaking one of the four regulatory principles. Oh my God, I was thinking, I was thinking, tea is okay, no tea. Okay, then I stopped that also. <laughs> so, initially it is easy. No intoxication, no illicit sex, no gambling, it's easy. But, as we move on in our Krishna consciousness, what happens, it is not just so much external. There are so many attachments that we have to part with, right? And that becomes more difficult. Externally following regulatory principles, easier. But internally following, more difficult. Controlling the senses, controlling the mind, it becomes even more challenging even after many years of service. Isn't it? It is difficult. Still there are challenges. So, in our progressive Krishna consciousness, at every stage, we have to go to the next level. And for that, we need the association of the devotees. Why? In the association of the devotees, we can always see one devotee who is superior to us, but he's just a boss. Of course, we can see the example of Srila Prabhupada, we can see the examples of our gurus and senior Vaishnavas, but we find themselves far away in their Krishna consciousness. We cannot really, really relate to them. We say, oh, they are pure, they can do it. But immediately we can look at the devotees around us who are just like us, but ahead of us. Isn't it? Then it is easier to follow. Oh, such and such Mataji is doing this, such and such Prabhu is doing this. Okay, this is a very good example. So, rather being envious, we follow in their footsteps. I, that devotee is doing that service so wonderfully. Let me try to follow. So, this is the progressive Krishna consciousness. So, now, uh, as I was explaining, yes, this is Anukulyasya, Sankalpa, Pratikulyasya, Varjanam. So, in this pro progress, we have to do this. And Pratikulyasya Varjanam is painful. Have you noticed? At every step it is painful. It's not giving up meat eating or uh, giving up coffee or tea. Not just the everywhere. Now also, controlling the mind, it is, sometimes it is pain, right? Because we are so attached. While chanting, while chanting Hare Krishna, mind goes somewhere else and we are so attached to those kind of thoughts. And we think, why should I come back to the holy name? Those thoughts are very important. My to-do list is getting filled. Very important. Right? Chanting is the to-do list. Going back home, back to Godhead. is most important. So, Anukulyasya, Sankalpa, Pratikulyasya, Varjanam, then, Rekshishyadidi, Vishwaso, Goptrupte, Varanam Tatha. Rekshishyadidi, Vishwaso. Understanding Krishna is the protector. And then, Goptrupte, Varanam Tatha. Very important. Who is the maintainer? Krishna is the maintainer. So, when it comes to household life, it's not that the husband is thinking that he himself is a protector, he himself is a maintainer, or his boss is a maintainer. Who is the maintainer? Krishna is the maintainer. So, when it comes to the wife, wife simply doesn't think that only husband is the maintainer. Wife is serving the husband who is following Guru Sadhu Shastra, but wife has the complete picture. Wife also understands who is that? Krishna is the 
maintainer he is the protector and he is the maintainer so this mood has to be cultivated in the household so yes there is this mention of going back to godhead by serving wife is serving the husband but by what strength are they going back home back to godhead by the strength of bhakti by the strength of of course guru sadhu shastra all the mercy of the devotees etc but it is by the strength of bhakti it is a devotion is causing the return back home back to godhead one shouldn't think otherwise it's not just the menial service i do for my husband that is taking me back home back to godhead no it is the bhakti to krishna is taking anyone back home back to godhead and so this mentality is very significant that seeing krishna as the maintainer so i uh, chose to i looked into two songs by bhakti vinod thakur in this connection and very significant in this context i will just read the english uh, it's from charanagati in this particular context so bhakti vinod thakur writes within my mind i have always been anxious for the maintenance of my wife and children my own body and relatives right we can all relate to that right generally speaking if you don't have a house then at least we consider our own body and mind so here as a householder bhakti not thakur is linked thinking look i have been anxious always worried about how to maintain the family household it, it is applicable for both for the husband and the wife in different levels isn't it then he writes how will i earn money how will i acquire fame how will i arrange the marriage of my sons and daughters he is just speaking just like an an ordinary person right very relatable to our own life do we think like that we have many devotees here do we think like that how will i at least we think how will i earn money definitely doesn't matter who whether man or woman nowadays everyone thinks how will i earn money how will i maintain myself how to pay my bills isn't it we have to think so but the thing is there is anxiety for that now see what bhaktinath thakur says now through self surrender sharanagati i have been delivered relieved for of all anxiety oh lord surely you will provide for the maintenance of your own household can you see this is the sharanagati principle that is whose whose household your household so this is the higher principle seeing household one's own husband wife everyone in connection to krishna see this is the real sharanagati this is goptrupte varanam tatha recognizing me as your own servant you will certainly maintain me while rendering devotion service unto you i i feel the greatest happiness see where is the priority for a householder where the priority is given a priority is given in devotion service and everything else supportive to that this is a real household that then grihastha become grihastha ashrama it becomes the shelter hmm? we know the example of shrivasacharya in chaitanya charitamrita in the past time of lord chaitanya one time lord chaitanya himself asked oh shrivas i don't see you working you are not doing a day job 
How are you maintaining yourself? You have all the opulences. You have your wife, children, everyone has been taken care. We don't see you working. So what's the secret? What was the answer given by Srivastaku? Do you know what was the answer? Anyone remembers? Lord Chaitanya's pastime? No, his answer was? He three times he clapped the hands. How is that? He just clapped the hands, that's it. So everyone was wondering, what's going on here? <laughs> clapping the hand, okay. How are you being maintained? Clapping the hand. So so everyone was bewildered. What's the meaning of clapping these hands? Three times. Srivastakur said, look, if by the time I clap my hands three times, by then if the goddess of fortune, if she doesn't provide me whatever is required, I drown myself in the Ganges. Can you understand? Full, full understanding that the Lord is maintaining. Who's the, how the Lord maintains? Through the goddess of fortune. So he is completely engaged in pure devotion service and he is not worried about his maintenance. We can see such kind of devotees in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Also, we can see devotees who are very responsible and who are acting in an appropriate manner according to the uh, worldly standards. So we accept and appreciate both. But at the same time, we understand that both these categories of devotees, they have full dependence on Krishna. So there are two categories of devotees. Those who do not care for themselves. Not on our platform, mind you. Please don't act on that platform, not caring for, not going for work. We are not on that level. This is talking about pure devotees who have complete conviction that the Lord is maintaining and I will simply do devotional service and I don't have to do anything else. For such devotees, Krishna will provide for sure. There is no doubt about it. We know the pastime of Yoga Kshemam Vahamyaham in Bhagavad Gita. Arjuna Acharya was. Uh, uh, right, reading Bhagavad Gita and when it came to the verse Yoga Kshemam Vahamiham he thought it's not Yoga Kshemam Vahamiham how can he carry Yoga Kshemam maintenance of his pure devotee he rather he wrote instead of Vahamiham he wrote Karomiham Vahami means carry Karomi means I do I do means I organize I don't do personally Vahami means I personally carry the maintenance of my devotees. The Lord is telling in Bhagavad Gita, Yoga Kshemam Vahamiham. I provide what they lack and I maintain what they have. Now, Arjuna Charya was doubtful about the statement. He was thinking this is Karomiham, it cannot be Vahamiham. So he corrected. He, you know, corrected and he wrote Karomi. And Arjuna Charya went out, he said, okay, I'll take bath, and usually he begged as a brahmana for his maintenance, he went outside. That time, two boys came there, very effulgent, good-looking, and they were carrying big sack full of vegetables, grocery, everything, because they were poor, they didn't have anything. So, wife of Arjuna Chari asked, why are you bringing all these kind of things? So, that these two boys told, your husband forced us to carry all this heavy weight and we are bringing everything on behalf of your husband. He gave us all these heavy sacks with all the food, all the vegetables, all the grocery and now we are carrying that and it's for you. 
So Arjuna Chaitanya's wife became very angry. How can my husband be so cruel? Young boys struggling, they are carrying big heavy weight. And then she accepted, she cooked, and then she offered to Krishna. And she was so angry that against the Vedic principles as mentioned in the previous verses, she ate herself and then was waiting for her husband to come. Then her husband came. Then her, when her husband came, also first what happened? Uh, husband came actually and uh, oh no, I missed one point. So this before that, Arjunacharya came and he did something and he went back. And then these boys came and then actually husband came. And when actually husband came, uh, Arjunacharya's wife said, you know, you are so cruel. You asked these boys to carry. So they said, which boys? I don't know anything. He said, no, two boys came. They were carrying heavy weight, all the food, everything. We didn't have anything. They provided everything. And I cooked, I offered to Krishna. And I ate myself because you are so cruel. Then Arjunacharya said, you know, how is it possible? I never came here. Then he went and checked. So he checked, there was instead of Karomi, it was corrected and it was written Vahami. Showing that Krishna personally maintains the maintenance of his pure devotees. And then he understood that Krishna and Balaram personally provided food for them. And his wife was so fortunate to feed them. So this is the, yeah, so Arjunacharya was paying his respects to his wife as a guru because the, the Supreme Lord, her Supreme Lord themselves came and gave audience to uh, the wife of Arjunacharya. So it is not Karomi Vahami for pure devotees. That is even the pastime of Srivas Thaku. So here we can see the same thing. Uh, uh, for a pure devotee like Bhaktinoda Thakur, he's telling you are maintaining everything. And that is a mentality. So he is telling all events take place only by your will. Oh Lord, the deluded soul of this world declares, I am the doer, but this is purely folly. Bhagavad Gita. Hmm? Bhagavad Gita. You know, we are not the doer. Of course, we are an instrument, but we are not the ultimate doer. There is something beyond. What is a tiny soul actually able to do unless you act? The jiva can only desire to act. Important philosophy. Jiva can only desire to act. And unless you fulfill his desire, your own sweet will, he cannot do anything. Being free from all anxiety, I will humbly render service unto you. If any good or evil should occur while serving in your home, it will not be my responsibility. Bhaktivinoda thus completely renounces his own independence and engages in the exclusive service of your lotus feet with no other interest in life. Can you see the pure platform of Bhaktivinoda Thakur? This is a very high platform. I'll read one more verse in the next song. Now that I have surrendered all that I possess unto your lotus feet, I throw myself down before your house. Before your house. You are the master of the house. Kindly consider me your own dog. Can you see the mentality? So this is the ideal mentality. On the ultimate mentality a householder can have. And that is the strength of bhakti. Goptruptre varanam tatha. Krishna is the maintainer. And in the sathaka stage, we are not yet there. Right? We cannot say, look, 
I'm going to just chant, I'm going to do service, it may not work. Okay, there can be some devotees, but not otherwise. So generally, devotees work their job or do their business and there is nothing wrong in it. At the same time, everything is Krishna-centered. Everything is Krishna-centric at household. And if that is there, then, then there can be a peaceful family life, which is focused on Krishna. Everyone is focused on serving Krishna. Of course, there can be differences, but if husband and wife ultimately understand this is for the pleasure of Krishna, and it is for the pleasure of giving Krishna consciousness to the children, then there will be peace. There will be differences, there can be issues, but that can uh, go to the back seat when they see the higher principle, otherwise it will not work. So this is Krishna consciousness. And so ultimately by this mentality that is seeing Krishna in one's husband, seeing Krishna in one's responsibility, seeing Krishna as the maintainer, one can go back home back to Godhead. Otherwise, it's not possible. And this false notion of I am the maintainer, and that is very easy to come because if you're working hard and making money, we think I am the maintainer. If I don't work, I don't get the money, so I am the maintainer. It's a wrong notion. So from there, we had to graduate to, as it is mentioned here, a higher principle. And this is applicable, especially in Grihastashram, because uh, that's where the money is earned. Other ashrams, there is no earning of money. Brahmacharya, Vanaprastha and Sanyas, there is no question of earning money. So, when we earn money, this Ishwara Bhav can come. I am the controller, I am the enjoyer. And that's why different ashrams, there are different dharmas as well. Brahmacharya, one dharma is Swadhyaya, study and doing, rendering menial services. This is the primary duties of a Brahmachari. Grihastha, dana, giving in charity. So that we, are, we think we are the proprietor, but when we give away, that purifies us. For the right cause, of course, for Krishna conscious cause. And for Vanaprastha, the primary duty is austerities in Krishna consciousness. Tabodivyam, austerities in Krishna consciousness. Because one has already gone through Grihastha life, has gone through all the maintenance and uh, licensed enjoyments within family life and now give up everything and simply focus on serving Krishna. That is Vanaprastha. And Sanyas, the focus is Satyam, you know, being fixed in truth. Sattvasam Samshuddhi, being fixed in truth and preaching Krishna consciousness. That is the primary duty of Sanyas. So in this way, we can apply the principles of Varnashram and apply the principles as given here. In that way, we can perform our devotional service. So I stop here and see if there are any questions or comments. Yes, can you give the pass the mic? Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Hare very, Krishna. very nice presentation, Prabhuji. So, um, um, my question is more related to um, the topic you are mentioning about Hari Bhavena. Hari Bhavena, yeah. So, uh, so there's a pastime where Ramaricharya, when he wants to get, you know, initiated from his Guru Maharaj, he's, um, he was asking, uh, he was knocking the door, and every time, 17 times he went, yes. he said, Nansat Niva, his Guru Maharaj said, I die, you come. But in reality, what he meant, 
the 17th time Ramanacharya understood is I means aham, I, I die and then you come. So the key word Hari Bhavena to achieve that, to see that, the one thing that we need to have is that aham, I should go away. So how can we cultivate that, that I, that mood, getting rid of I? So that's, that's the reason uh, Krishna Consciousness is all about serving, being the servant. We are not giving uh, up I completely, we are giving the ahankara. Ahankara we have to give up, false ego. But our true ego we cannot give up. That is impersonalism. What is the true ego? I am an eternal servant of Krishna, eternal servant of Guru and Krishna. So that is the aham, that is the real meaning of aham. So we need to come to that platform. How do we do that? By serving. Acting as a spirit soul. So by acting in our constitutional position, we are reinforcing ourselves that I am, I am not this or that, I am simply a servant of Krishna. So the whole Krishna consciousness process is all about that. What do you do when we get up early in the morning? If you get up early in the morning or any time, what do you do first? Pay obeisances to Guru, isn't it? That's the first thing. So we are starting from that point. We get up, just step on the ground and pay obeisances to the Guru. If you don't have your own initiating, initiated spiritual master, then uh, offer to Prabhupada first. So that is the first step. So first itself is saying, I am a servant. Applying tilak, taking shower, applying tilak, everywhere. We are establishing our connection to Krishna, we are saying, I am a servant. We come to Mangalarati. Of course, we are worshipping Guru. So, oh, every item of Krishna Consciousness, all the process of Krishna Consciousness is to establish that I am an eternal servant of Krishna. It's, it's a practical reality. In other words, when we are hearing, sitting in the Bhagavatam class, we are hearing, we are actually reinforcing, look, I am a, I am a spirit soul, I am a servant of Krishna. After that, if we are doing service, we are serving Krishna. Can you see? So, the whole Krishna Conscious process is about this one thing, to give up our false ego, and to serve Krishna. Everything. It's the whole Krishna conscious process, all, it's all about this one thing. Establishing ourselves as servant of Krishna. And uh, this mentality that Krishna is the maintainer, that is coming from this one principle. I am a servant of Krishna. Then it is the duty of the master to protect the servant. In further songs, even Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, I am like a cow. You know, a Krishna's cow, in Krishna's pastime, a Krishna's cow, uh, does that cow worry about the maintenance? Who is going to provide me the grass? Going to, uh, where am I going to get the water? No, Krishna will maintain, give everything. That's the reason Srila Prabhupada often gives the example of a child. A child is completely free. A child can run anywhere. If there is any danger, the parents will pull, isn't it? The child doesn't really, child worry about uh, paying the tax? No. Even, even a child, even you don't worry about paying the tax, you know. You don't worry about paying the tax, paying the bill. And even, even smaller, will run, run to the road also. Now you will be afraid, right? You will not run, you will see whether, whether any traffic is there or not. But if they are very small, too small means they will just run. They are very completely carefree, isn't it? Why a child can be completely carefree? Because the parents are looking after. If their parents are not looking after, which is the case nowadays, <laughs> then what, what happens in the Kali Yuga society, then there are problems. 
children are being abused so many issues are there so we can see when the children children is completely carefree because the parents are protecting prabhat gave the same example this is the state of a pure devotee he completely on the real platform i am only a servant and so i will be protected but it's not just the verbal statement but acts completely with that conviction make sense thank you hari krishna yes hari krishna gopinath prabhu hari krishna prabhu wonderful example and wonderful class as usual <laughs> now the main thing what you are saying is mahaprabhu says jeevar swarup hai krishna nit das yes we are eternally servant of krishna and not only that we are serv- das and das das servant of the servant of the service yes. that's our actual position unless we come to that platform it's very difficult to serve krishna we always want to serve ourselves i want this i want this i want that so many material desires so unless we come to that platform that we eternally servant of krishna and servant of the servant of servant as you said guru pad ashraya so first guru pad ashraya and then all the pure devotee and then come our chance um, i'll tell you um, only two months back i happened to go to bhakti vinod thakur's house what a wonderful vibration you enter the doorway and such a wonderful vibration his <laughs> mm. bed his pillow and everything and now they are making a big huge building there so it's interesting how as you were giving example of bhakti vinod thakur how he has <coughs> surrendered he says all my family is your servant and i want to be just a, a rat or whatever <laughs> now my question is um, as you said lotus feet of krishna is so important so if you want to tell us why lotus feet is so important and how to reach that platform and other than chanting of the holy name as you will say number 1 association of devotees reading bhagavad books deity worship what else you want to add in your realization because you study so much to, to remember lotus feet of the lord yeah yeah come in front of the deities and see the lotus feet of the lord and think about that yeah very simple thank you <laughs> isn't it very simple right yeah we come in front of and we should remember how their lord when we take darshan we should be able to remember when you go home in the mind there should be how, how is the lotus feet of gornetai can you remember yeah you can actually see lotus yeah. right don't look at now you can think about the lotus you know yeah. you can see the the pink complexion at the feet you know it's just like a lotus feet you remember how the feet is touching that area you can see you know you can see it's just like the lotus radha vallabha you can see is a pink color yeah and so, proper service how he has done the service yes how he has so all the pure devotees how they have served and so many are there vasudev datta and so many jaitan chaitanya is full of them thank you very much thank you hari hari krishna hari krishna hari krishna Yeah. We talked about these various qualities one has to acquire but there's another question is isn't somebody born with those qualities like Krishna says to Arjuna there are demonic qualities and devotional qualities don't worry you are you are a devo- devotional qualities so how much effort one can put into acquiring qualities or if he is not born with those qualities 
So both are important. We are born with certain qualities. It can be of our advantage or of disadvantage. So uh, in bhakti, uh, we develop qualities. Hmm? As it is mentioned, harav bhaktasya kuto mahadguna. If one is not a devotee of the Lord, harav, harav abhaktasya, is not a devotee, kuto mahadguna, where is the good quality? Hmm? Yes, uh, for a devotee, we can see not only good qualities in us, we can see plenty of, or even a truckload of bad qualities, which is there. At the same time, the question comes, if we do practice Krishna Consciousness, will we just get all the good qualities? Yes, but at the same time, we had to work on it. If we see bad qualities, if we see bad tendencies, and if we neglect them, in the sense that we don't address them, that's not the right approach in practice. So when we see, we first we have the knowledge, we develop the knowledge so that we can see what is right, what's wrong. And when we see things which are not right in our consciousness, which we will see of course, then we had to work on them. We may have to pray to the Lord to help. And certain things we had to give up, certain things we feel like speaking, coming at the tip of our tongue, we have to hold. Yes? We feel like criticizing, just hold the tongue. So we had to do that. So now we cannot say, no, look, it will come naturally. So yeah, this, this time also let me speak. One more time, let it go. It will not going to work like that. So it's a both. On one side, devotion service will give us the platform where we can develop those qualities. But that in itself will take some endeavor from our side. So we cannot just say it's automatic. Yes, a mode of goodness is helpful, yeah. See? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the nice class. Thank Prabhu, you. you mentioned if we don't follow Guru, Sadhu and Shastra, then there will be Varna Shankara. Prabhu, so my question is, in school we see a lot of this, like many of the children at school have stepdads and stepmoms and they take it very normally. So how do we take these things through as per the instructions of Sriman Bhagavatam? How do we see? Yeah, okay. At least, yes, this is like, uh, it, is, it is abnormal to have a stable family in this age of Kali, especially in the Western world. If husband and wife are together for the whole life, it is abnormal. What's wrong? <laughs> right? That's reality. Especially we see in the Western world and it is spreading in India as well. These, these things are happening more and more. So from a Shastric viewpoint, we should see that it is not normal. So now when we present Krishna Consciousness, we have to be mindful of this fact. We don't just preach to Indian body devotees, we preach to everyone and we have to preach to everyone. And then we have to see this conditioning. We have to see that many people who are coming uh, to Krishna Consciousness, they are from broken families. And because of uh, uh, this bad impressions, because of lack of love, they have received proper care that they have received, uh, they, can, they can be less receptive to uh, Krishna Conscious culture in general. 
you know, when it comes to authority, you know, why do I have to listen to an authority? Because in Krishna consciousness, we have to listen to authorities. Guru Sadhu Shastra means various authorities. So we need to see them with more compassion. We need to understand, okay, there is a problem in the society and uh, th these are the people, th th those who are in front of us. So we had to share Krishna consciousness to them. So we had to be more sensitive to their needs. We had to be more caring, we had to be more compassionate. And there's no point saying, okay, this is law class. No, yeah, it is law class, we understand. And that is a state of the affair. But how can we deal with that? How can we still help them? That has to be our mission. Make sense? Otherwise, we can be falsely proud. Yeah, I'm doing it. At the same time, we can see the problems even among devotees. What to speak about <laughs> anyone else? So, one has to be quite mindful when we, are, when we are proud of things. We see the problem among the devotees as well. We had to be quite careful. We had to be balanced. We should understand, okay, this problem can come anywhere, even among devotees. So one has to see quite compassionately. And uh, things have to move forward based on superior guidance, which is very important. And for a new person, maybe from Indian or Western background, it is very difficult to accept guidance. And that doesn't exist, especially in the Western world. This is one of the main 